This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Kelly McCann. We run Renegade Combat Sports down in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Oh, do you really? Good for you. Good for you. And what kind of, um, when you talk about you run uh, combat sports, the, uh, the, the gym, what, what kind of sports are you uh, like uh, uh, specializing in there? In uh, MMA, Muay Thai, boxing, uh, we've got a couple of D1 wrestlers uh, in the gym. Oh, no um, Jiu-Jitsu, BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, wow. Dude, so you kind of got a little bit of mix of everything going on in there. Hey, so can I ask you can I ask, we do. Can I ask you a serious question, if you don't mind? The guys that, or, and the women, that come through your gym, do they go on and, and, and like fight in competitions or just like fight to kind of work their way up to maybe get to a point where they get recognized, whether it's professionally or to be able to go on from there? Usually in the gyms, Elliot, you've got like a mix of like maybe 60%, 50% who actually want to fight. And then you've got like 50% who want to train as if they were going to fight. Um, they want the health benefits, the cardio, and test their metal a little bit, you know, get punched up a little bit and see if they've got a chin. Right, I got you. So part of it is for... Wait, hold on. <laughs> What's wrong? That's a thought I've never had. <laughs> Do I have a chin? <laughs> the, um, Come down here, we'll find out. The, I'll, I'll answer for you, no. The, um, no so, the, the, so there's some that do it just as... It's, it's their form of exercise, for, for lack of a better term. I'm, I'm not demeaning it. And then there's some that hope to do something with it. I was watching... There was a... There's a yeah, there was a video that was going around yesterday. You know who uh, Canelo Alvarez is, right? Of course. Yeah, of course. So anyway, he's got a fight coming up this uh, this this weekend, and I guess it's the third time that he's fighting um, Golovkin, and they're making a big deal. And I guess one of them is coming up weight, and one of them is going down weight, and so Alvarez has to lose seven pounds. In order to fight at the whatever the the weight is, I don't know if it's middleweight or, or or light middleweight or whatever it is. So anyway, there was a video going around yesterday. Diane Tyler's got it up on the big screen. You can see it on Channel One. Mm -hmm. So anyway, he is wearing a like one of those like rubbery sweatsuits, yeah, like sauna suits, whatever you want to call it. And Diane, watch as he right. as he kind of shuffles the left leg of his sauna suit. You'll see it here in a second, right here. Watch how much sweat comes out of here. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, he'll do the same thing on the other one, and it is a freaking puddle. It's more than a puddle. Of sweat 
that comes down. No, no, it's like, honestly, when you see the suit, it's like he just got out of the pool. Damn. That's how much water is coming off of him. Like the rain clouds only over him. Yes, exactly. So that video starts going around. Now, sir, let me get back to you. So it's starting to bring up, and and, and this whole notion again, and I think that the headline of the article is, um, weight cutting is the fight world's dirty underbelly. Is there is there kind of a movement afoot to try to figure out a way to like there has to be weight classes. The the belief is there has to be weight classes in order for it to be fair. But is there is there kind of a push underway so that it's your street weight and not your cut weight or your fighting weight? for your weigh-in weight to well, try to try to eliminate having to cut weight? Well, so, so the game is, like, if you're fighting at 135, right, and you walk around at 150. I would kill um, to be 135 is, or 150. It's <laughs> to cut weight, so you're, you're dehydrating, basically. And then you, that's the weigh-ins of the day before, and then you rehydrate with the intent to have pounds on your opponent. So in other words, everybody does this, right? So like when you get in the cage to fight at 135, you're actually 150, 155, depends on how much you can cut weight. It's unhealthy because it's largely dehydration, right? Right. The only thing that really, the only thing that really corrects this is same day weigh-ins. And the reason promoters don't like same day weigh-ins is because they have a lot of people that don't make weight. Right. So and then there's no chance of rehydration. There's no chance of being healthy. They've outlawed IVs, so you can't do IVs anymore. Right. Uh, to rehydrate. So it's it, it is a problem and it is uh, unhealthy. Um, wrestlers do it. Muay Thai fighters do it. Boxers do it. MMA fighters do it. But um, some people can do it very intelligently. They'll start to actually lose weight in fight camp, which is normally 60 days. So they'll actually lose fat and then have a cut, a dehydration cut of maybe 10, 15 pounds. Other people, of course, they may not be as disciplined, they may not have a good system, uh, and they're cutting way more, and that's where it gets unhealthy and unsafe. By the way, I, 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 I will say this. I'm, I'm very proud of you, because I, when you first said that you own a gym, I thought that there would be no way that you would admit that it's unhealthy. So I'm very proud of you for, 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 for being honest. The And like you said... Like they're like and and listen, they you have to weigh in the day before, and they say that in this article is that you know the day as soon as you weigh in, once you get off that scale, they they go nuts. They put they put all that not not all that weight back on, but they'll put on seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve pounds before they step into the to the to the ring the following day. But they talk about how some of these guys and women when they get to the scale. Like they don't, they barely know, they barely know their name and where they are. Cause they're so out of it. Dehydrated. So yeah. dehydrated and at, at such the danger point, sometimes they're on the verge of collapsing. No, that's totally true. I mean, like, you know, and again, that goes to the coaching staff and being able to do it responsibly and all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, when you step off that scale, you're drinking coconut water, you're drinking your electrolytes, you're drinking a protein shake. That chicken noodle soup that evening, you're going to carve up and get uh, as much of that weight uh, back as you can. People, when they get on the scale 
absolutely, you've seen it, absolutely look sucked down. You know, right. they look literally like they're just, they're just sucked down like a prune. Um, and, and so it is a problem. Uh, but in order for it to be fair across the board, everybody would have to agree to do the same thing. And of course, you know, the deal, they won't, everyone's seeking an advantage all the time. So right. uh, it's an unfortunate reality, but that's what it is. But what would be is and well, like because I guess you would find the same thing. I was going to say, let's say you said like one thirty five weight class, and I was actually. But by the time I get into the ring, I'll make weight at one thirty five. But I'm going to get in the ring at one forty five. Like let's just say it's mm-hmm. ten pounds. Why not just make it one forty five? Sure. Because then you're going to have somebody that's one sixty cut weight to get down to one forty five and beat the piss out of a one forty five er. At the at one sixty when they actually got so no matter what that number is that scale's always going to slide. That's right, but but you never want to fight up. So in other words, if I'm going to fight you, you don't ever want to get in there saying he's going to rehydrate twenty pounds heavier than I am, right? So if you can, you want to fight down. Now there are some fighters that fight their street weight. Uh, Frankie Edgar uh, from uh, New Jersey, he walked around at one forty five and he fought at one forty five. I mean, he may have to cut five pounds, but, but he was extremely talented, you know, really good hands, great wrestler and all that stuff. But it's always a risk that the guy that you're going to face literally is going to outweigh you by 20 or 30 pounds. And no one wants to give up that kind of weight. I would be a street weight fighter. That would be me. I'm a street weight fighter. I thought you were street beef. <laughs> Fighting in that backyard. All right, dude. Hey, listen, I appreciate yeah, you the fun. You could be a beer weight fighter. You could walk around at your beer weight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. I appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. Yes, Tyler. So uh, he mentioned the promoters, and I understand from a uh, putting on an event standpoint, sure. you don't want to have to cancel fights. Yes. Even though the card is always subject to change. Yeah, no, but you don't want that. You but don't want that. Is it possible, even if the promoters agree to it, that fighters on a day of weigh-in, would take even more drastic measures yes, probably. to cut weight. Like, to the point where you'd prefer a day or two out just because of what they would try over the course of a few hours putting their body through. Probably. Yeah, probably. Wow. I do have a question, though. Well, somebody would know. Where am I going? Line six? Hi, Ellie in the morning. Hey, this is Andrew. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing uh, well, Andrew. Where are you calling me from? I'm calling from uh, New Jersey. Oh, are you a combat fighter? Yeah, so I started training when I was five years old. My mom got me into it. Uh, didn't really start to compete until I was 16. Uh, competed all the way to like 22, 23. I was in college and a little bit like a year or two after college. Right. And then I stopped training about a year ago. Um, more focused on just like like CrossFit type of uh, workout. Right, I got but, you. But uh, I did compete in about like 10 to 15 uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournaments, um, about 10 kickboxing competitions. So a little bit of a range. <laughs> now, did you, did you, did like for the competitions you were in, did you have to do the stuff where you had to cut weight or make weight? Yeah, absolutely. Um, funny story, my first fight I've ever had, um, I had a fight at 185 originally. And what happened the night before, my opponent pulled out of the competition. And the promoter said to my coach, hey, there's another guy who has the same situation, but he's at 175. Can your guy get down to that weight? 
And the day the before? Day Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then this is my, once again, one of my first fights, so I was like super excited. I think I was like 18 years old, maybe. And um, I said, sure. And they gave me a whole entire process of like an Epsom salt bath, towels, you have to be in a hot room. This is all done in my, my bathroom, my house. Right. And um, the night before, I lost 10 pounds <laughs> to make the weight. I was reading. Um, unfortunately, through. No, I was mm-hmm. going to say just real quick. I was reading about they they talk about guys who will get into like almost like they're swaddled like a baby. Oh yeah, where they're like heavy, heavy blankets laying next, like in a hot room, hot towels with like space heaters on them, and sleeping like that, and literally waking up in puddles in order to lose eight, nine, ten pounds in the course of a night. That almost seems impossible, impossible to do. You'll be surprised, especially like I'm a bigger guy, so you can carry more water weight. Like right. a, a larger percentage of your body weight will be water. So you may be able to lose more, but going into a competition, you're already dieting, you're already doing everything you can to drop as much weight as you can naturally. Right. And then by the time fight night comes the night before, you're just trying to dehydrate yourself just enough um, where you may not have to go as hard as a process to lose that extra water weight. Right. Um, one thing I learned just like, just, training with other guys. Everyone's a little bit different. Some people prefer to diet as much as possible to lose that weight and then cut a little bit. Some people, like the last caller said, like, I want to be as heavy as I can on the fight night. So I'll try to dehydrate myself as much as possible so I'm heavier for the fight. So I found like everyone's a little bit different when it comes to like how they want to cut that weight. Um, But every time I had to dehydrate myself that the night before the next day is brutal. And you just feel like you have sand in your mouth. You can't really speak. Everything. The only thing you want to do is just have a sip of water. And you just feel like if I do that to myself, I'm literally just taking away all that work I did the night before. So it's a, it, it's very, it's mentally um, challenging as well. You know what my problem would be? <laughs> uh, I would, I would get down to 135. And then here's Papa John's. The, well, no, Damn I was going to say, I, then it would be like I made 135, which... At that point, it would be honestly, it'd be a miracle if they if they were like you have to uh, show everybody your chin at one thirty five. I'd be like, do you know how many I have to lose to show you my chin? But if I got down to one thirty five and somehow I I stumbled off of that um that scale, mm. I would I would be Popeyes. I would be I I I don't I would eat so much stuff like on fight day. I'd be like, I can't go. Don't hit me in the stomach. I'll make my pants. I would have so much food in me. But is it, is there, you, you'll know the answer to this. Is there a really big difference? And I understand the, the, the mental part of it, but if you were, we're both fighting at 135, right? And then we make weight. Mm -hmm. You actually walk into the ring, you're 142 and I walk in and I'm 145. Does it really matter? Is, Is that weight difference that much of an advantage? Even five pounds. Is it that much of an advantage? Uh, every situation is unique. Um, it really depends on what is your natural walking around weight, as last caller said. So if I naturally walk around at 155 and you naturally walk around at 145, you know, for me, it might be a little bit more difficult to like, kind of like make that much of a drastic weight change to try to get, adjust to that. Um, but for the most part, like the night of it, we're both the same weight or similar to the same weight. It, it may not make that much of a difference. Um, you know, like I said, every situation is unique when it comes to weight cutting. And, um, that's also why the sport of MMA is so unique by itself. Cause there's not too many other sports where you see 
athletes go through that. Right. And like there's a science behind it that they really have to push themselves to just get right. Is it more dangerous than it is beneficial? Oh, yeah. I mean, they. I know there's a few um, organizations. I believe one FC is one of them where they'll track the fighters walk around weight and they can only lose a certain percentage of that weight in order to compete. So, oh, interesting. Like, there are more... Yeah, I, I may be wrong with which organization it was, but I know, like, I've heard there are organizations that are taking more of a stand with how much weight a fighter can lose before a fight um, because they know the risk. There have been plenty of fighters. Um, I believe Jose Aldo is one of them. He's the UFC champion where... Or it might have been Brennan Burrell. It's one of the two guys where, like, the night before the weigh-in, they're trying to cut weight. They were so dehydrated that when they tried to leave the bathtub, they fell, hit their head on the bathtub, then they had to go to the hospital. Oh and then God. they couldn't fight the next night. Wow. So there, there, there are a lot of risk involved when it comes to trying to cut weight at that level. Um, you know, but some people are willing to take it on and um, worry about the consequences later, if there are any. Right. Wow, that's something. Hey, dude, I appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, sir. Yes, Tyler. From Snapchat, just look at UFC 279. And for more on that, here's Diane. <laughs> uh, no, I looked it up. What was 279? That was just this past weekend. And it says uh, a um, weigh-in issue created one of the most chaotic lineup shuffles in ultimate fighting history. So what happened? Uh Missed weight by over seven pounds for a scheduled welterweight main event bout against seven pounds. You didn't even try, son. Nate Diaz, yeah, seven pounds. That would be like me agreeing to a fight and in the back telling all my friends, "You know, I ain't gonna lose the weight, right?" Salvage the card by reorganizing the six fighters in the top three bouts. Now, I'm making fun of the seven pounds. I don't know how long it would take me to lose seven pounds. Although, I'll tell you what, coming off Chipotle last night, I feel like I may have done it today. However, is that not a lot? Like, don't you hear, like, you miss weight by, like, if you miss weight, I expect you to miss weight by, like, an ounce, two ounces. Like, doesn't seven pounds seem like a lot? Like, well, here comes Elliot to weigh in. Ugh, he ain't going to make it. Is there a, a, a window? Is, or is, if you're, if you're literally, an ounce over the weight. You're you, you're overweight. You've missed. It's mm-hmm. you you. What I, about the low end? What do you mean? So like, if I'm fighting at one thirty five, oh, how low can I go? Like, can I be I, like one thirty three? Or is it like the first caller said, who owns the gym? You have to be at one thirty five. No, he made it seem like at the end of the day, it's skill over size. What do you mean? Where people have proven that if they fight, maybe their street weight and don't go through these drastic. Uh, pre-fight measures, right? If their hands are fast enough, they'll be okay. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> no, no, but the guy, the guy, yeah, he's got his fork and his spoon. <laughs> Go. Right. No, the the guy that uh, Alvarez is fighting is putting weight on oh, yeah. for this week. So, do you have to be at one thirty-five? Like it could be one thirty, one thirty-five, one or one thirty-five nine, but it's got to be one thirty-five. Oh, yeah, Richie is backing up that uh, this past weekend UFC was crazy. Yeah, oh, it was nuts. Seven pounds. Oh, that the, the company's doctor was told him to stop cutting weight. Told him to stop? The one who was seven and a half over. For the guy's health or like he didn't realize like his, his calendar, his uh, scale was wrong? No, I think for his For, um, his, for his health. Yeah. He was yeah. like, just who cares? It's not worth it. 
You know what I realize in all of this? I can't cut weight. <laughs> I like eating too much. Well, Diane, I mean, we joke about it, but when Scott was in high school, here we go. His coach would tell him, "You're going to fight at this class. I don't care how you get down, but lose the weight." Yeah. And guys would, and I know you don't like me talking about it, but Scott would wear a hot suit and go sit in a hot car. And masturbate to lose ounces. I don't think he ever did, but he was told to. Told to, right. By you an got adult. an extra ounce or two you need to lose. And he would routinely masturbate. Like, like run home, like put on one of those Mylar suits and run home from school. Right. And know? then masturbate on the way home. <laughs> but yeah, coaches are telling high school kids, go pull it. Lose it. Lose a couple extra ounces. Wonder Monkey <laughs> wonders if Scott would also suck on Red Hots all day. Suck on Red Hots? Because then it makes you spitty. Because I remember my friends in high school used to wrestle. They'd sit at the lunch table with us and just spit in a cup the whole time. Because they didn't want to swallow their own saliva? Well, that's ridiculous. They were trying every in any way possible to de- dehydrate themselves. Hey, it's Coach Elliot. You want to go sit in the hot car and masturbate? <laughs> Line. Could you imagine? By the way, could you imagine Tyler's kid coming home from school? Hey, Dad, I have to go sit in the car. Coach told me to go masturbate. <laughs> Line eight. Hi, Elliot, in the morning. Hi, is this me? Yeah, hi, who's this? Uh, It's Kyle out of Kansas City. Hey, Kyle, what can I do for you? Hey, uh, my wife used to fight a few years ago, and uh, the biggest issue she had with finding a fight was my wife naturally sits at like a 175, 180, but the highest weight class in the amateur circuit she was in only went up to like 145. So she would have to drop like 20 pounds even to just entertain the idea of trying to get a fight. How do you lose 25 pounds? Believe me, going on dates when I met her was the worst time in the world. Oh, you must have felt like a goddamn balloon. (laughs) I'll eat yours. I'll eat yours. Yeah. She, uh, her third fight, she ended up backing out from because the weight cut was so horrible for her health that she was laid up on the couch for three days. Oh, no, you cut out. No, but 20. Oh, there you are. Are you there, sir? Do you have me? Yes, sir. Oh, I was going to say 25 pounds. That sounds that sounds dangerous. That sounds like the, the, the guys getting out of the shower or the bathtub and, and, and bunking their heads. Yeah. Yeah, her uh, third fight, she was laid up for like three days before she decided to uh, not uh, continue because it was affecting her health so much. She was having headaches and and cramps and just like couldn't even get out of the bed. Was that, I would imagine that if you are, like if I were you and that's your wife, like I'm sure it's not fun to watch your wife. I I don't know how she does as a fighter, but I'm sure she's been hit in the face. It would be harder. Oh yeah, I mean she was, she's two and oh. Oh, perfect. Or two and one, I guess. But, no, but, but you know what I was going to say? It's probably harder to watch them cut weight than it is to fight. Oh, it's devastating. I mean, we went to a, a buffet right after her training session for um, and just, she just sat there and watched me eat. And I was, I mean, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible to watch your partner, like, suffer to yeah. that extent. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at least in a fight, they're fighting. And maybe they win, maybe they lose. But this is just weeks of just punishing yourself Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and the fact that w- there's not a whole lot of women that fight, it makes it even harder for her because she is a bigger woman right. to even keep continuing in the sport. I want her to fight Laszlo. <laughs> all right dude hey i appreciate it thank you i was listening yeah. to laszlo was it when was it was it late last week maybe it was early this week they were trying to figure out whether laszlo's son could beat up um slim fast <laughs> how did that whether he could win and slim fast was afraid that he wouldn't be able to punch laszlo's kid but they everybody else was like oh laszlo's kid beat your thank ass you. i don't care how it came up i, I care how it ended <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 